Kevin, do we have you? Good morning. Not sure where our intro was, but uh, Ryan's working his way through it. Where's our snappy intro, Ryan? Uh, sorry Tom, about that. Tom, let's yep. sing. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, no. we can sing. <laughs> you don't like to sing? <laughs> you, be, you, the, you be the oom-pa-pas, I'll be the boom dingalings, and yeah. Ryan can have the, vo- have the uh, vocal. Oh, yeah, he'd have to have... See, Ryan, you, you kind of are just here. You don't realize that one of the... Uh, there's got to be many more. One of the major traumatic experiences in my childhood was being the only person in fourth grade that was specifically not invited on the choir. Ooh. I thought I really wanted to be, but the fact that I was outcluded was like a shock. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, does the exclusion uh, make you want to join choir? No, no, I just, but just the idea. You don't like to be told no anywhere. I mean, you don't want to be told no of a crum- crummy country club either. You're like, how can they tell me no? No. Yeah, that's entirely fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of get that. Uh, you, you got to go with the Groucho Marx thing anyway. You, you wouldn't want to belong to any club that would have you as a member. Oh, yeah. I actually, uh, one of my good friends and client, um, and he's been on the show before, knows uh, a boatload about the uh, prescription drug industry and so forth. He was having issues with his son in college, usual father-son sort of thing. So he brings him down to Notre Dame game. You met him, I think, Kevin, because you were at that tailgater. Uh a long time ago, and uh, he says, uh, would you mind talking, because the kid was playing softball, he was a softball player, would you mind talking to him about school? And I go, alright, not exactly my job, I said, but I understand how sometimes uncles and strangers and other people do, do a better job than dads for whatever reason, I mean, that's just the way things are, I mean, we're, especially with males. So I said to him, hey, his name's Patrick. Patrick, you know, you're in school, you're there, you're a smart kid, I said, here's the deal. When I was in high school, I, never, I didn't like studying any more than anybody else. Uh, but the idea of going to college and being turned down by somebody, that wasn't going to happen. I mean, I was going to, whatever I wanted to do, I was going to do. And nobody was going to tell me I couldn't go because I screwed off in some class and got like five C's or something. I don't even know, wh- I don't even know where I want to go to college. But wherever it was, I wanted to get in. <laughs> the same thing in college. If I was going to go to grad school someplace, I was going to go to anywhere, and they weren't going to tell me no. It was just, this isn't that tough. I still get to go drinking. I still get to play basketball every day. Go to class, do your homework, study for the exam. This is not that tough. And it just isn't. <laughs> uh, and, and he said, well, gee, I never thought of it that way. I said, why do you want to be intimidated if people tell you no? What's the matter with you? <laughs> he looked at me like, yeah, nobody's ever explained it that way before. But it's kind of an odd way of looking at things, Kevin, but it, it's a way. It is a way. I mean, not, not the, you know... Probably not the best, but it's like, why do you want people to tell you no when you want to do something? So you prepare yourself so they can't tell you no, right? Well, let's let's continue along the interesting anecdote line. Um, I was uh, down. I, I'm uh, for the listeners uh, to fill in the blank for the listeners. I'm uh, traveling. I'm in Milwaukee today. Uh, He's and, a traveling man. Yeah, I am a traveling man. Made a lot of stops all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, no, I, I was I was at a seminar yesterday. Which you, was I assume you have your driver in your Maybach. Uh, yeah, sure thing. Um, no, I, I, after we get off, uh, if they get off the air, I'm heading back home. So, uh, at any rate, I, I was down, you know, filling up my coffee cup about five eh, thirty this morning, um, and the, uh, there's a young lady, and she's mopping the floors, and we got to talking, and. Um, She's real into, you know, she's got some career interests that fall into the areas where I teach. So now we're going to connect and, uh, you know, I'll be working with her. Because it is, you know, it is really about these 
good chance meetings where you start filling in the blanks for people. And as I said to her, we've got some really cool stuff rolling out. Um, you may, you know, you may be interested if you if you're inclined towards a technology career anyway. You know, consider doing some stuff in analytics. That's really really hot stuff. And you know, changing nature of work is about you know is really about the ability to work on projects, not just to crank through you know a daily grind. And uh, and so next thing you know, the young lady's got got herself a mentor. Well, good, good. I. Uh... I'm not real happy with the fact that we didn't find that young lady yesterday, Kevin. I told you that story. It was a Wednesday. Andrew, come here come here to work, and there's this lady. Well, I couldn't even tell who it was with the coat over their heads sleeping up against our door downstairs. And I'm like, hey, you got to move. we got to get in. It turns out this young lady, that must have been her first night on the street or something. I don't know. She seemed still fine and very attractive and young, maybe 21. Maybe. I, don't, I can't tell. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, everyone. <laughs> There's yeah. a certain age when everyone's just a kid. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, so we get upstairs, and I go, okay, Andrew, let's get the show started right away. You're going to go get us coffee anyway. Get some coffee. Here's some dough. Buy our breakfast. Okay. Uh, he went around three blocks. He couldn't find her. He looked all over. Andrew's a good guy. And I said, well, that really sucks. We could have helped her out maybe right out of the gate. But um, I don't know where she went at that hour. But uh, I feel bad. Um, we could have. I could have got him down there a little sooner, I guess. But uh, anyway... But it happens. At least we had the, at least we put forth the effort, I guess. And I know he, he said, no, I circled two blocks. I couldn't find her. Where else she went? So I don't know where, what that came from, Kevin, because uh, she was not just a regular homeless person, whatever that means. God, there's a there's a there's yeah, a I statement. Don't know what a regular homeless. I'm just gonna say I don't know what a regular man. homeless person either. Yet I just said it. It's amazing the stuff you say and you go, wait a minute, what what, what did I just say? Uh, and, um, yeah, well, that qualifies you you to be president now. Uh, no kidding. Um, I uh, was talking Did to. Did you see the press conference yesterday? Uh, I heard something about it. Oh, good lord! He, he, you know, he went out to convince people he had a memory, and meanwhile started just forgetting in key stuff, and you know, and, and uh, it was so off the rails. I, I, I honestly believe that. Um, remember, I said I said this just Wednesday that um, that if stuff is going to come out about Biden, it's going to come from the left, not the right. They're going to decide that he's guaranteed to lose to Trump and they can't abide with that so if 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 he needs to be pushed aside it's going to come from his own side and sure enough coming out of his own justice department is this uh, uh, this report that basically says he's a feeble-minded old man and he doesn't have any memory and we couldn't possibly prosecute him because he he just looked like a feeble-minded old, old man that would get the jury's sympathy well, I don't know if that's legitimate, and I'm not saying it is, but what I am saying is that that criticism out there is very Kevin, I, I, I wonder, and very, and very targeted. Kevin, I wonder, um, I know people don't necessarily like to share their medical stuff, but years ago I had a heart rhythm issue, and uh, and that was before they really knew how to do these ablations, because now I have one of those and I'm fine, I'm fine for a long time. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to be fine until something else kills me. But uh, I I was on some drug. Until Audrey kills you. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I was on some drug, and I was, you know, I was 50 years old. I mean, I was, you know, and I was in good shape, and Kevin, I couldn't remember squat. I mean, I I would, 
I wonder if he's on, if he has something like that. And he's on something that's doing it to him. Because he well, he he could be. I I'm I, I'm more of a mind that uh, you know that there's that the reason he goes away every weekend is to get whatever he needs to charge him up for the next week to get whatever treatments because they don't they don't keep visitor logs. They won't they won't share visitor logs for uh, who shows up at the uh, Delaware Beach House. Um, you know I I. I'm very suspicious that that's just doctors running in and out of there. I would, you know, I would be, but I mean, there are there are some drugs that are, that affect people that way. I'd be giving seminars, and you know, I'd, I'd forget people's last names in the seminar. I mean, it's like, and then I said, I can't do this anymore. And then they had this surgical fix and got off that stuff. <laughs> I was fine. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what if you're on any if you're on a lot of he's getting progressively worse. Tom, I think he is too. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to debate that. Uh, um, I just don't know what. Is there any chance we get two new guys at the convention or two new ladies? Well, I I, I don't know. I assume there's there's a lot a lot to unpack that goes with this, and it, it for you know as an example, uh, you know Kamala Harris is not going to win anything either. No, so I'm saying that, that's the so, problem. So, she's not. They're not so move you up. Don't, you don't want to push him out now because that will make her the incumbent, and and I don't think they can live with that. Um, they're they're always going to have the issue of, uh, you know, kicking the uh, kicking the black woman to the curb, anyway. Even if Joe Biden comes out and says, "I'm going to finish my term, but I'm not going to run," you still have the issue of, okay, who's next in line? And if they're going to elevate Gavin Newsom, I mean, it's basically the party that really rails about this stuff all the time is going to be saying, well, we're going to kick the black woman to the curb well, and give you a white man again. Which, <laughs> you know? which she, um, it, and, and that's, so, so that's a problem. For well, I, I, but that, but for, forgetting it shouldn't that, shouldn't be, Kevin. That. It shouldn't be. I mean, it, the fact is, I don't have any issue with her being a black woman. She just isn't qualified. She hasn't performed. She hasn't done anything there. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm totally with you. If it was, it was a white guy, I'd feel the same way. But, but but this is this is the nature of politics, particularly from that side of the aisle, where it is all about identities. It is all about you know checking checking boxes to complete an administration. All of those kinds of things, and I hate that. It's because it's so damn divisive, uh, for starters. But uh, aside from that, um, you know it it's just is what where they are. So there you know that's going to require some. Uh, some work on their side too, but I, you know, I think you're you're looking at a position. They're in a position now where they're going to have to say, you know, somebody's going to have to go to say uh, him and say, this is not okay, and you know, because the the more extreme, the more extreme approach um, with the uh, with the president would be uh, to say, okay, well, next up is all the corruption stuff. So if you don't like having your health be the issue. Then we, we're going to have to deal with the corruption stuff. Well, you know, if you don't, and, and if you don't want to deal with that, well, you know, then that's it. It's it's going to get, re, you know, it'll be reported by the uh, by the left, the the media that's been protecting him. It, it it's going to be reported by them, not by you know Fox News, not by a Republican well, Fox News is already doing committee. it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. So yes, they are already doing it, and and it's not getting the traction that's going to get him that that has the Democrats saying, "Well, get rid of him then." Um, so, you know, it's it's got to come from the left if the, if anybody wants the corruption charges to be the reason he's out of there, and I, I think it will be. 
if as long as they feel they're going to lose to Trump, if they have to get him out, it's going to be by whatever means is necessary. Well, I don't somehow along the line, a lot of this has to do, and again, Kevin, a lot of what we talk about on the show, at least, at least in my mind, it's sort of all the same subject. And, you know, um, the, I, I don't, somehow this has changed in the last, well, I don't know how many years, but the, the trick always was you always had, I won't say lunatics, I'll say extremists in the party. And for whatever reason, a lot of the extremists, extremists got the dough. Right, have the scratch hole. So you normally had to go if you were on the left. You had to wander over to some kind of weirdo tree hugger kind of guy and get a check. And then, but there was twenty percent of the votes of the of the whole group on the extremist side. I mean, you were going to get your like my dentist. You were going to get your Republican voter because of the abortion issue, no matter what. I mean, it, you had some of those people. I mean, I, I would call that. I'm not going to say extremists, but they're, they're the one-issue voters. You're going to have the, the business person who thinks that Republicans are always going to lower his taxes. It's always going to vote for Republican no matter what. He's going to vote his pocketbook. Then there's going to be the, you know, the Democratic side that has their people. But the, but the whole trick was to gather, to be as close to the center as you could so you could gather the 60% of the votes that were in the middle. So if, if that formula was still in place... You would say we're we're gonna probably piss off our twenty percent of the of the full lefties if we dump Kamala Harris, but we but you know what they're probably still gonna vote Democrat if they're actually over here. You know, by the way, the sixty percent of the people in the middle, not because she's black, not because she's female, because they don't think she's competent, are not gonna vote for. Her. We can't we can't go into the election with her and an attempt to get fifty percent of the sixty percent in the middle. And yet, that, that whole formula now is gone. You just concentrate on your own people somehow. I don't no, there, there's, other, there's other formulas involved as well. So, yeah. for instance, um, you know, the, the, the trend among um, uh, black and Hispanic voters moving away from the Democrats and, uh, and, and frankly, you know, willing to, willing to vote for Trump that's showing up in the polls. If they, if they only get 80% of black vote, they're cooked. They can't win if they, you know, if they lose, uh, you know, if if they lose fifteen percent of Hispanic vote, they're cooked. Well, Trump did not um, exactly so gain back the soccer moms that he that he lost the last election because they can't stand the guy. He, he, right, and and yet it was still close. So well, it wasn't as close as the Hillary I mean. one. Pardon? It wasn't as close as the Hillary one, was it? Well, they no. Weird part is they're also really no, but it was still a close vote, and and so you're the the point, Tom, is that um, you know you, you, they can't they don't have any constituency that they can afford to have abandon them. But why can't? I mean, Republicans don't either. There's nobody. You know, everybody's got their their what they you know what they consider their uh, their solid constituencies. You lose them, you're out. Well, I think the and the, and, and frankly, I I I don't think. The uh, um, the suburban mothers uh, thing. I don't think that uh, uh, that they're uh, um, they're all that enamored of Trump or Trump or Trump, <laughs> Trump or they've suddenly fallen in love with them. But they certainly have lost a lot of them through uh, everything learned about the education system and through uh, a lot of the uh, um, the gender related issues and so on. So I think they are losing. The Democrats are losing some I'm, ground among that group too. The weird part of that is, virtually all your education stuff is local. 
in terms of what people teach and what all other kind of crap. It's it's not national. It's not. In front. Yeah, yes, yes, and no, because there is the um, uh, Department of Education. Okay, but and, they, they and, still don't. And what the they money. advocate and what they push for curriculum and uh, and funding that comes from them and so on is still a piece of the pie. But we're not we're not France, where I believe every kid in second grade on the fourth day of the of the second grade year is studying the same page of the same book. We're not we're not we're not anywhere near like that. No, nope, that was the uh, the dream from the Obama administration when they tried to do uh, what they call that curriculum uh, um, that they tried to force on everybody, but they didn't get they didn't. No, I mean, matter of fact, they, uh, didn't, they Tom, didn't make it work. Tom Tom Foley came to uh, a breakfast the CBOE when I was on the board. Pretty impressive guy, and, uh, and I remember him saying that uh, somebody because of course the the group that came up, the traders, the board members, and people. There's probably. 20 people and having breakfast this big huge room and he, he talked a little bit and you got to ask him questions and uh, of course the room is predominantly you know vote your pocketbook which is always which has always been meant Republican it wasn't they always work out that way but it's always meant vote Republican and uh and they're kind of peppering the guy and you know what Kevin it didn't bother him at all <laughs> he goes he says uh, so somebody said well how does it feel to to follow like a guy like Tip O'Neill or something and uh and Foley goes, Tip was one of the best guys that ever lived, the smartest guys that ever lived. He liked everybody, everybody liked him, Republicans, whatever it was. And the man was fearless. And the guys go, yeah, well, you know, uh, something about it. He says he went to a totally conservative group one night, and they, they started doing the same thing you're doing to me. You know, all these people get all this stuff, like, for free. And I, you know, I walked to school back and forth against the wind uphill both ways, that kind of crap. So Tip says, yeah, I got that part. You guys are like the, the backbone of America, and you never took anything from anybody. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, you know, but by the way, how many people here went to school on the GI Bill? Uh, about two-thirds of the hands go up, right? And he says, by the way, anybody here have a parent that, uh, since we have Medicare, has gotten like a major surgery that you didn't have to pay for? And he goes, like, the other reps of the hands go up, and he goes, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> we all got our, our, well, yes, our beak but, in this pie. But, but, you know? Tom, there, it, it isn't exactly the same. So I get what Foley was doing. But, it, for instance, GI Bill, that was compensation for being in the Army. That was, that was not welfare. Um, anytime. Depends on, how you de- depends on how you define it. But, but anyway, his point was, one guy asked him about the education system. And Foley said, as much as I may try and influence education... I can come up with money for books. I can do this and the other thing. He goes, well, how many how many school districts do you say were in this country? It was like some, some incredible number, thousands of school districts. He goes, do you really want us messing with all that? And everybody goes, well, no. He goes, well, we don't want, to, we want we, I don't want to either. So to the extent that we can help and, and, out. And yet we have Common Core, well, and Common I'm, Core being implemented state by state by state, which is directed by I, the federal government. I did, I did not say that Nancy Pelosi is Tom Foley. Did I? I, I? I would much prefer Tom Foley there than, than the people we've had in the last 10 years. No, but I th- I'm pretty sure Biden said that at the press conference yesterday. How can you tell? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I would much prefer... Those guys are real guys. I mean, and that's, that's the part here you know, we keep fighting back and forth about basically who's worse, <laughs> Trump or Biden. I, don't, I can't name a person. Kevin, 30 years ago, I could have named you five, six people, probably in either party, that I would have been perfectly happy with their ability to be president in terms of their intelligence, in terms of their decency, in terms of they, you know, their education. I, I, 
I, don't, I can't do that now. I, mean, I, I, well, I, I, I can't either. I can think of people where I, where I could live with it, but that's about the best I could do is to say, well, I could live with that person. I'm, I'm surpri- why is the, why is the Republican Party, I mean, he's getting too old now probably, totally totally diss the guy from uh, Utah. They don't want any part of him. Which but, guy from Utah? Oh, the guy who ran the... Oh, Mitt Romney? Yeah. Uh, Mitt Romney, I, I think, has turned into a jerk. Well, I'm saying I mean, that he, look, he, I'll tell you why I dismiss him. I'll give I'll give you just one example of why I dismiss him, is watching him gleefully sit, sit glee, uh, gleefully in an interview, talk about how we're meeting our objectives, we're meeting the United States objectives via the war in Ukraine without a single American dying, and and he's you know he's talking about this like this is the best thing ever. Don't don't yeah don't, yeah we're letting the, we're letting the Ukrainians die to to achieve our objectives. Don't. Don't think for a second that a lot of people don't feel that way. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do. I don't. I think that's uh, that, that's a repugnant thought. Um, well, it's the and, same. Th- it's uh, the same thing that the and, and and so and there's your Mitt Romney. So well, I mean, you know, I used I used to think he was, you know, back when he ran, I figured Romney would would at least, you know, if he won, would at least bring a certain level of competence back into government, um, and he may have, um, but. Um, but the and and I'm talking about the kind of people he'd bring into it and so on, but you know he he's just gone off the rails. But I mean there I was think. there were there was Dan Inouye, there was Bob Dole, there was Adlai Stevenson. There 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 are ten people you could have named that that had the the decency and the intelligence and the experience to at least belong in the job. Doesn't mean you know I, I can't name you ten now that I don't think is some sort of a. A weirdo person in Congress, or hasn't made a fortune over there, or that kind of thing, and and it's just just kind of strange, uh, Kevin. I, you know, but what you what you just said though, um, you know, Lewis mentioned that. I mean, we to a certain extent, a lot of people in the military and stuff feel that that's exactly what the the Russians did to us, both in Vietnam and to a certain extent Afghanistan. They used other people to to, to mess with us. Uh, they couldn't wait to give to give you know help out the Vietnamese, and they were killing Americans. And you know, and I, this is kind of payback. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you know, to have the Ukrainian. Yeah, I, I'm not up for a total proxy war. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not either. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want another Spanish civil war, which is essentially what these things are, right? I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. But in, in terms of the military, in their point of view, I'm mean, not that everybody's like that. But if, if, if you don't like, I mean, if all of a sudden. China would get bogged down because they're pissed off with North Korea, and they start shooting each other. I'm I'm not so sure a lot of people here wouldn't be all that unhappy, even though people are dying. I wouldn't be one of them because I don't like okay, people dying. So so that's part one of the equation. Part two is who's funding it then. Well, because <laughs> really all we're doing is we're we're making the Ukrainian so, uh, soldiers a fortune who are uh, fighting for the United States. That's the mindset, and that's not an acceptable mindset. Not, as far as that not to you and me. But I think it seriously is for a lot of people. It could be worse. Well, okay. I'm not good for that. By good the way, you know I'm on your good side on them. this. You know good I'm on your them. side on this. You asked me what. Uh, you asked me, and that's just one example. But you asked me what I don't like about, or yeah, you know, I, what I, Republicans I, don't like about Mitt Romney. That's right there. Uh, well, maybe, he is. He is part of the perpetual war group. Um, I'm. I'm going to say that a lot of people don't like him because he said it. <laughs> Not because it's happening, is it? No, I think a lot of people love that he said it. I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't have a sense of that at all. Um, how can, I, how can I, we be I, arguing? I, that, that's not my sense of it. I, but 
Boy, why why are we arguing? The alarm bells went off when I saw yeah. it. Why are we arguing when I agree with you? Um, because it's fun, and because yeah, fun. that's what we do. That's <laughs> what we. SP, SP futures are up eight, NASDAQ futures up sixty-seven. Um, Kevin, why don't you just buy every stock you can and just not even just stop working? That's the deal we got now, right? Just that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pump us up, <laughs> just like the uh, um, the. The guys on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, we're gonna pump you up. We'll be right back, Stacks and Jack. We got to get that as a as a uh, bumper bite. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, Brian will do it. He he can do anything. We'll be right back, Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR. Innovation and Human Resources. Licensed in Illinois and Hello, Arizona. this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. 
To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, and jocks. stocks, and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Right here, right there, right there. Hello, and welcome back to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Brian on the board. SP futures up 825, Nasdaq futures up 62. We're up. Everything in the Dow that's trading earlier looks to be uh, moderately up. Uh, Disney's down 61 cents, but it was up like $11 yesterday for the earnings, so that's not much of a comeback. Uh, we have the Dow futures are up 15 over in Europe. We have. Uh, DAX up 16.1%, the FTSE up 5, call that flat, CAC around down 7, call that flat. So if you got up early to trade over in Europe, I think you're sitting there yawning away. Over in Asia, where the excitement has been, Nikkei is only up 34 today, that's 0.1%. A fresh 34-year highs. Uh, the uh, Hang Seng down 131, again, they have been straight down the last few days, even though the Chinese are trying to pour money into the place. 15746 Shanghai up 36. It's uh, full. Uh, it's a full one percent. Um, actually, those guys did not trade. Uh, they did not trade today. Okay, so uh, ma- it, most Asian markets are actually closed today. Uh, Hang Seng is not for the Lunar New Year holiday. Uh, Kevin, guess what year this is? He's not going to. He's not going to know. It's, a, it's an election year, so I'll go with year of the rat. No, this is the big year. It's a guy for guys like me. It's the year of the dragon. That's the best year. Just saying. Just saying. Review yesterday. Dow was up 48. S&P up 2. NASDAQ up 37. He's kind of languished all day and it kind of ran up a little in the close. Uh, bonds uh, unchanged. 4.18. Bond unchanged. 2.36. Japan up 3 basis points. 0.73. The Japan continues to loosen the money supply, which is making the market go up. Duh. Oil down 5 cents. 76.17 uh, to the very high end of this range. Or it's the start of a breakout. One or the other. Uh, Brent down 16 cents, 81.47. Natural gas down 6 cents, 184 on natural gas. That's unreal. Our Bob unchanged 233. Uh, I hope you didn't think it was going to be a cold winter and buy natural gas. Ouch. Gold down a buck 80, 2046. Silver up 7 cents, 2271. Copper unchanged 369. We've got uh, crypto up 1747,279. So a recent high. Uh, and Bitcoin for at least a month, but I mean, really probably a year or so. And we have the uh, the dollar is pretty much unchanged against the euro at 107, and uh, again, pretty much unchanged against the pound, 126. So nothing going on there. Uh, what do you got for us, traffic weather sports? Bulls, bulls again. Yeah, the bulls, the bulls, the bulls won. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, well, did you watch him? No. Uh, admittedly, I did not. No. But what I was watching was the Denver Nuggets beating the LA Lakers 114 to 106 last night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Steph Curry, man. Yeah, I believe, uh, man, I just read something on ESPN about him. Like Denver he was Nuggets? Going... Yeah, the Denver Nuggets. He's in. He... Curry's in uh, San Francisco. Wait a minute. What's Warriors. It? Oh, did he get traded? No. I apologize. No. Wow, I need to look maybe that up. He, maybe he snuck over there and changed uniforms. It's very possible. I apologize, everyone. I promise I know uh, basketball. They've got the guy. You're talking about the guy in the middle, Jokic, whoever his name is. Oh, yes, Jokic. Uh, the Joker, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, he's, he's terrific, that guy. Oh, my God, absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, people still dress as the Joker to his games, right? Why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. A little bit of cosplay action in the stands, what's not to love? Oh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, if I can uh, kindly plow ahead, uh, the weather right now in Chicago is 43 degrees with clear skies and a high of 57 today. Uh, right now in Arizona, there is a brisk 40 degrees in Phoenix, uh, mostly cloudy, with a high of 59 today. In regards to traffic, uh, we're fairly clear on the way in and out today. Eisenhower, Kennedy, uh, the Dan Ryan, just about anything you can think of. Eden's is fine as well. I will say though, uh, on the inbound Eisenhower, there was a structure fire reported by Harrison at 614, but it does not seem to be impacting traffic much. That said, do keep your eyes peeled for any and other uh, structure fires. Yes, Chief. you should be able to spot one of those pretty easily. Yeah, ideally. Anyway, yeah. it's still fairly dark. Well, Kevin, the uh, I'm just uh, I'm I'm sort of I think a lot of people and I this is we sound like a couple of farts, but the 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 total when you start choosing between people in Congress now, the people that have been there a long time all seem like they they plug into this money tree. I don't. I don't really trust. Just by following the money, I mean, I don't know these people individually, but just by following the money, Kevin, I think it's impossible for them to govern because of the money tree. I don't see. I mean, Biden, you know, six months ago or a year ago, came out with this big thing about how they're going to uh, lower prices of some of the prescription drugs for people in, uh, you know, in the Medicare system and uh, you know whatever. And I know somebody the other day that went and got their first three months of their Eliquis, which is one of the drugs that he was he specifically named, one of the ten drugs. And the first three months for this person, because you you got to make your deductible even if you have the Medicare. First three months was seven hundred and seventy-five bucks. Now last year, the same person told me it was seven twenty-five because he keeps good records. So explain to me exactly how the hell Joe and the gang. Have done anything to this? I mean, and yesterday, the head head of uh, some of the pharmacy people were in front of Congress. How does somebody, everybody who's on TV grilling these guys? I don't know. I don't know where the uh, and I. I know you. We won't say so, but I know you agree with me on this. Where exactly are, are the uh, newspaper people when, when when Ryan's face comes on there to grill a drug company? superimposed on the screen should be the money that Ryan got from the drug companies in the last 10 years to find out if, if Ryan is just, is just full of crap or what he's talking about or if he's because I mean the fact is these people are moving forward and they're taking huge chunks of the, of, uh, of the money in this country with them and I don't think we can afford it I mean Carl what did you say last week that the, the Medicare Medicaid parts we're only paying like a third of it or something or to, for the, I mean it's it's unconscionable what these people are charging for this stuff. And, and gee, how come you charge uh, fifty bucks in Canada and you charge four hundred here? Oh man, it's all for research. It's got to happen. By the way, how much did you make last year? I mean, it, plus uh, we had what's her name, uh, Katie, in to talk about all the people in all these universities are doing all this research. None of those people get any of this money. I mean, what is it, what is it, what is the company drug company swoops in and grabs the thing after? Out of out of some college and and who do they even pay? Who gets that dough? I mean, and all of a sudden they get a seventeen year patent that they can extend another two if you mess around with it. Kevin, this is screwed up, and, and I don't see anybody who could be in the Senate or the or the House for ten years to get yourself on top of a decent committee 
to do anything about it that hasn't taken a check from these guys? How, how, do, how, do, you, how do we even accomplish anything here? We don't, or we won't. Let's put it that way. Um, but but how do you I, imagine the uproar if we just said we're going to uh, limit patent protection to seven years? Pick a number: seven years, five years, doesn't matter. Okay, so the worker we'll, we'll give you we'll give you the ability to be first to market and and to have a hundred percent of the market based on your invention. Um, but we'll let you you know we'll we'll let you but we're not going to give you seventeen years on that. Which is a ridiculous number. It might have made sense once upon a time, um, but it's a ridiculous number. I'm not even sure I'd give them any years, but that's a, that's another issue. Well, I'm going to say that the workaround is we now have to charge even more for the seven. Right? Yeah, well, I, I, I guess your other alternative then is uh, just do price controls, which is part of why Canada's uh, less expensive, is um, is that they do have price controls. Well, I especially like the part that the first company, I think, well, first that I knew of, that went overseas for the taxes was Forest Labs. Was it was it, for, it was Forest Labs, right? And uh, they they took their patents, the U.S. patents, overseas, and then charged themselves here for the use of the patents. So they essentially moved the income overseas by charging the the one company overseas company charging the company here making the drugs for. The use yeah. of the U.S. patent. Yeah, they were scamming the system. But, but, they, but I mean, of course, there will legal, be people legally, uh, I suppose. Yeah, there there will be people that say, uh, "Well, if, it, if it's not illegal, it's okay." Well, okay, nobody ever thought about it <laughs> to, to be illegal, basically, right? I mean, nobody would ever think of doing something like that, and yet. But uh, but let's go let's go back just on the idea of patent protection. What's the value of it? I, it, it, if I, I, I get the stated intention of it is that uh, supposedly you're going to you you want to encourage innovation and so you want to give people an incentive to be to get new products to market. Um, profitability is not you know it is not the only incentive. How many industries work that way? Well, pharmaceuticals does for sure. Um, anything with artists, you know, you, you, you get to copyright your uh, your music, um, you know, some of those kinds of things. So, you know, so that that's fine. Um, but how many businesses just roll out a new product successfully, and even with competition swooping in quickly, seem to thrive pretty darn well? The, the because the incentive is always to do something that's going to be profitable. The the theory. It, certainly in business school, Kevin, and uh, if you guys ever, I'm sure you know this, but if, if you work your way up the chain, it's, it's, if you, let's pick something real simple. If you invent the hula hoop, people remember that is, or the frisbee or whatever it is, and you sit there and go, wow, I got a real deal. Now, you, every, this thing catches fire. Now, it costs you two bucks to make a hula hoop, and you can sell it for four, all right? Maybe you can sell it for ten if it's, if you catch his fire, well, you have to make the decision. If I start charging ten, all these people are sitting there going, "God, I could buy this machine. <laughs> I can produce the pool hoop for two. I, just I like can make it for eight. Well, I can make it for two, and, and guess what? I can, I'll, I'm going to compete against this guy, meaning me, and I'm only going to charge six and blow him out of the water. Or I can intelligently say I'm going to just going to charge four or five, which is a little higher than. I probably could if it was if it, if other people were making it right now, but it's lower than somebody 
is going to actually get themselves into the business just to compete against me. So there's kind of a never-never land in there. And, w- and what you like to do if you're in business, you get that piece above, you know, fair, fair return, I use that term, you get that piece for a while. And if you do it right, you can hang in there, if the piece is small enough, you can hang in there for quite a while because somebody says, yeah, he's charging a little too much for that hamburger, but not enough where, it, where it's worth it for me to put up another hamburger stand next door. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but if, if you go, if you take the, the government, the government essentially hands you this monopoly. But they don't, they, I had a class at Notre Dame with Father Fitzgerald. Every, virtually every big patent has, has been stolen from somebody. Not, not everyone, but a lot of them. I got news for you. Alexander Graham Bell didn't, didn't invent the telephone. Duh. Uh, uh, Kodak, the Brownie Instamatic camera, the Instamatic, the, 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 they stole that from the Brown Brownie's Camera. not the Instamatic. They're different. Well, Brownie became, the, the Brown Camera Company was, the Insta, was, was that company, correct? That, that actually started that all out? Anyway, they stole the patent from Brown. And it just outlasted them in court. And there are, there are places that just buy up all these patents from people, and anything you come up with, Kevin, they're going to say you're... Somebody has... There's companies that have literally millions of patents. Maybe not millions, but hundreds of thousands. And anytime you come up with something, they're going to look at it and say, well, wait a minute, this is our patent, you're infringing, even though they never built anything with it. The, the, the patent department, for those that don't know, if, if Kevin and I come up with something and we want to get a patent, now, we may want to keep it under the radar and not get a patent. Because as soon as you publish it, in the patent office, there's people there that are, are scrutinizing this stuff all day long. If they find something they have, even if they've never built anything close to yours, they're going to immediately challenge it. But, uh, but let's say if we go there, the, co- the government is going to do a, 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 a search to see if anything's close to that. And if they say no, they're going to issue us a patent. Well, the next day, if somebody charges us in court and says, no, no, you can't do that, We're, ours is too close, the, the defense is all on you, not the government. So you really didn't gain anything legally by having this thing unless you actually can win. But in order for you to win in today's government, I mean, you know how much I don't like Trump, but I'll tell you what, no government should be able to screw with a guy long enough to where his legal bill's like $80 million. That that shouldn't be able to happen in this country. Who the hell's got $80 million? I mean, he says he does, he doesn't. But, I mean, he says, you know, he doesn't, but he, he, at least he says he does, but whatever. That, I mean, that's nuts. That's nuts. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place here, but actually it's sort of the same subject. Is the, is the patent office, I mean, if, if, if somebody beamed me into the Oval Office, other than the medical stuff, the first thing I would do is take apart this patent thing. This is nuts, Kevin. I mean, because, I mean, does any... Well, and, and let's put it this way. What... Where, where I was really, you know, uh, um, sort of through Q&A was uh, trying to walk my way up to it, is what have we really done when we grant a patent? We have picked the winner in the economy. A massive winner. And and, and, and a massive winter, uh, winner, and a winter, but a massive winner, and and that's that's not how a free economy works. It's not how a free economy, certainly not how one works well. But there's two things you have to. We have to. I think we need to combine. Is if it is as simple as the hula hoop. Your mom or my mom, of course, I was never big enough. I was never coordinated enough to do very good yeah, with it anyway. Say, I would pay money for that. <laughs> oh yeah, I would, I, I, when I was younger, it wasn't much better. But I mean, she'd just say, "We're not paying ten bucks for that thing." 
Okay, but now when you, when you start talking about drugs and insurance enters the fray, people don't care if it's two grand, two grand for a pill if somebody else is paying for it. If somebody's really them, but for that purpose, it's not them. They can demand the 2000 It's It's at least once removed because of the effect on the on the rates themselves. Right. So, so yeah, if, if all of a sudden everybody's insurance goes up 10%, but you're the person who's got the you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of drugs keeping yourself alive, you may in fact think it's worth it. But the fact is, hundreds of thousands of dollars for stuff. I mean, somewhere along the line, Kevin. I, well, and, and 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 everybody else doesn't realize it's not worth it because um, because it, it, there, there's not that direct linkage uh, that people explicitly understand as it ties around there. So that you know, so that's your your secondary problem. But uh, the the idea, man. When my mom was dying of cancer, one doctor said, "Well, you know, you can you can try this." Remember that Avastin? It was the was the cure that they kept waiting, looking for the disease that actually worked on. Uh, and somebody invented it for something, and then it didn't work. And they tried it anyway. If you, for a while, it was considered a cancer <clears throat> drug. So I said to my mom, uh, "It's not covered by Medicare. Do you want to go on this?" And she goes, "Well, does it work?" And the guy goes, "Well, um, it'll probably extend your life." one month and it's two thousand dollars a week or something and she goes why would i do that <laughs> the guy goes well i don't know why i'm just letting you <laughs> but yeah let me buy one lottery ticket yeah let's see if it's worth it to be hang around <laughs> so i mean I, a lot of this is uh you know you're not making your own decision but also someplace somewhere and i don't know why you know the press never the the, the press and by the way I, as much as i give you grief about railing at the press. I'm with you. I don't, I don't see any sort of real investigative journalism anywhere. I mean, I'm not, there's not anywhere. So you'll see something with the Washington Post or New York Times or some other place, Financial Times. But how do, how do, how do you get the drug guy in front of you? And you how does somebody somewhere not say, hey, you see this Eliquis or you see this Viagra or whatever the hell you're seeing? By the way, how, was it, how much does it cost you idiots to make a Viagra pill? The guy, of course, would be apoplectic. You asked him that, especially if he ever if he ever sent you a check, which he probably has. Well, no, seriously, how much does it cost you? Now, if if if, if I have to send my good friend Kevin O'Neill down to the, you know, down to the uh, Brazil Brazilian headwaters to wrestle an alligator and and pull out the alligator's you know sperm or something, then I guess it should cost forty dollars a pill. But if it's if it's costing you a buck and a half, let, tell me I want I want to know how effective our rules are. Because I don't really want you making thirty-nine bucks a pill after seventeen years. Well, and you're, you're getting a pretty good idea of it now because there are so many people. They're all advertising. Remember, you, you, if you pay attention, uh, like during the football game, if you actually watch watch the ads now, the ads are coming in from the generic Viagra pro- providers, and they're all out there uh, saying, "Well, here's you know, here's how much your uh, um, your standard prescription costs, and here's how much ours costs, and ours is like two bucks a pill." Well, and you wonder how these guys. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't paid close attention to the. It's, it's like two or five, yeah. But how how do those guys manage to get? You know, they got two years added on to the seventeen. They ended up with nineteen years. Yeah, but but when you go back to the philosophy, any time the government says we want to encourage and then fill in the blanks, all they're really saying is we want to pick a winner. We want to encourage, but they don't know. They don't know if that's the right thing for the market or it's something better would come along or you know whatever but we're seeing that now we're saying you know how much did we want to encourage electric electric uh electric yeah. 
and now you know where what's the state of the electric car market well i don't know lots full um a lot of production cutbacks because nobody wants them some uh, some companies are saying eh, we're going back to uh, uh hybrids because uh nobody you know everybody who wants one of these has bought one already uh, you know there, there's this is this is because the market makes decisions better than government but yet government keeps saying we want to encourage blank well sometimes i think you do have to encourage a uh, a new technology somewhat i mean we encouraged nuclear plants when they were being constructed and they were supposed to last for 20 years and guess what someone less than 50 or 60 so it ended up being a pretty spectacular investment i think um you know, I mean, sometimes they actually do do kind of this stuff, but somewhere I think on well, the, that, that's that's just intervening. In yeah, the, uh, in uh, monopoly. Well, you're right. It's, but I mean, is there any? Which is a little bit different. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I does you know I have no idea where these people came up with Viagra. Wasn't it supposed to be high blood pressure? Uh, whatever. But I mean, was there any college involved in that? Was there? <laughs> I, mean, where, what, I, I don't know. But yeah, the the discovery. Hey, look what this does. What I'm saying was the original research on the drug done at... Wouldn't you love to be in the boardroom yeah. when somebody makes the pitch for it? Well, but I'm saying it, 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 it was the original stuff done at the University of Maryland or someplace. Did I they, did no they get a penny? I, I have no idea what the history of the drug well, the, is. Well, the, the thing that's that, that bugging me the most, and you're right, because government was involved, they passed the, the law saying that everybody... Doesn't every classroom have to have a EpiPen? Something along those lines? And, yeah, and they got to be. I, I know the school nurses all have them. So and they're and they're six hundred bucks a pop, right? Or they were at some point. You know, my doctor tells me that if somebody has, uh, you know, a, a, one of those things, the anaphylactic shock, she can give them a, a shot in her office, and it, the stuff costs her a buck and a half. And Lou says that the that the EpiPen itself, the fact that you can jam it through clothes and something, was developed by the army or the, or, the, or the navy or somebody. So how exactly does some place get a monopoly on this thing and charge six hundred bucks? I mean, how, 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 do, do, how, do you it, think uh, uh, Mylan was uh, connected? Uh, just a bit. Just a bit. Just uh, a bit. You know, and, and and your best indicator of that was uh, you know I don't know if Heather Bresch is still the CEO, but she's Joe Manchin's daughter. Now was she Joe Manchin's daughter? Was she CEO at the time? Um, that uh, that they got the. Was it, this is the one uh, with the board with Kissinger and all. That, no, that's, that's the other one. Went to, she went to jail, right? Uh, who? The uh, one who uh, the, the, the no. good-looking blonde lady that did Kissinger who couldn't move and he, she had Schwarzkopf and all those other people on the board. Was that Thera yeah, Thera yeah, Thera something something? Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but but my my point is it's clear that that's you know that's a company that you know where the people who thrive are the connected people. And uh, and so that that's a big part of the equation. Kevin, the and, money is so so, so bizarre. You know, you go you go back to you know what's the, what you know what's the value of an Ivy League school? It's it sure as hell ain't the education because that's nothing special. It's the it's, oh, yeah. it's the connections. But you know, it, it's hard for it's getting in that club. You know, what, Kevin, it's it's hard for me and money is my business. Uh, money, well, other people's money that I manage for them. Um, it's hard for me to even conceive. Of five hundred dollars for a little piece of thing, uh, that well, you know, charging six hundred for something that cost me maybe fifteen, including packaging, 
and all of a sudden I get the government to tell me that how many zillion schools have to buy 15 of these things from me? I'm sitting there going, whoa. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even conceive of that, Kevin. And, and, I, and I deal with money all day. I mean, how does, I mean, the regular Americans, how do you even... How do you even come across a number that big, and, and, and what a license to steal that is? What, what one little thing to like steal? What, uh, how about mRNA vaccines? Yeah. Millions of them were bought that have never been distributed. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, good deal. But you want you want you, know, you want you want our vaccine? Doesn't work. But do you want our vaccine? Sure. Here it is. Well, here's how many you have to buy. And I, I don't, you know, we can, people will argue, and I know it's going to be a huge thing coming for this election, is the uh, immigration thing. And I, everybody now, I mean, I, I, I look by a group every day. So, I mean, I have somewhat of a view of it. I mean, I don't know the nuts and bolts. All this money's flying around, Kevin. The state's putting up money. The federal government's putting up money. city's staying. It's costing them, you know, $2 million a day. Kevin, I still see, see people staying in the same place. Standing outside all day, looking for a job, going over to Home Depot, and I see other places like the food depository and stuff helping feed people. Where is this money going? They're, they're, these guys are still standing there. Where, where, where exactly is all this it's money being, being spent? It's stolen, Tom. It's, it's, you know, it, it's going into, put them in quotation marks, programs. Yeah, something. you gotta have, you got to have an organizer, you got to have people, you got to have guys in the middle. It's just, uh, you, you look at... Before we dash, two two opposite ends of the of the pole, ways of doing things, and I'm not so sure there isn't moral hazard or something on either one. But when we were young, Kevin, it was uh, uh, what Johnson's Lyndon Johnson's War on Poverty, and I don't know if people remember this, but with all these programs, I believe the only program that's left is Head Start. Out of all the programs that were in there, I could be wrong there, but I think it might be the only one. And if and somebody at the time said if we just would have taken all the poor people divided the number of poor people into the amount we spent and sent them a check, we wouldn't have had any poor people. So, and how much of that got scooped up along the way, and I don't think people were as crooked then as they are now, but that's another story. And then head forward a few years and you got Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick comes out with something called the negative income tax. It just says, I don't care if you're eating bonbons, drinking beer, you know, sitting there in, your, in the wife beater, and, you know, in your mom's basement. We'll throw you the lifeline. It's up to you to use it. We have, Otherwise, we, we, we don't need all the other crap. That yeah, we're just going to throw you the lifeline if you screw up, you screw up. And, and then people go, that's moral hazard. You can't just send people a check for doing nothing. Okay, I, I'd almost, I see it on both sides, Kevin. But I'd almost rather go with, with part. Yeah, well, we've done it now. So, you know, we, we've uh, we've crossed that Rubicon. Uh, we did that for COVID. We did not do it on a regular basis. So, well, we sort of... did it long after it needed to happen on COVID. The le- certainly the last one had no, right. no justification. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know that any of the others did either, but the, the last ones, the last round of it, um, including the extended unemployment benefits that went with yeah, it and everything else, that, that all, um, you know, we've done it now. So, you know, now the question is, you know, would we would we be willing to do with that? So, yeah, there's that's a whole can of worms that we can... Without a doubt. Time. So, uh, by the way, I'm going to ask you. we got Carl coming in a second. Who do you like Sunday? And where are you watching? Who do I like? Who do I like? I, you know, I, I don't... I, I think... Hey, let's... I, I'm expecting a close game, and if I'm going to bet on anybody in a close game, I'm going to bet on Patrick Mahomes. So, I'll, I'll go with Kansas City. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to torture you with this one. What What exactly, exactly are San Francisco's colors? We had this debate last night over a 
a beer. You tell me because I'm sure there is some very specific red. Well, but it's not because it's not it's not really it's not the same red at Kansas City. It's not fire truck red. I mean, it's right. I I understand. It's scarlet red and metallic gold. Now, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of gold would be other than metallic, but evidently there is a metallic gold, scarlet red. Now, every time I watch, uh, yeah, well, uh, Notre Dame's gold is called old gold. Really? Yeah. Well, now and then the um, the gold at uh, Michigan is called maize, correct? That ain't gold. It's more of a yellowish. It's it's but it's it's maize. It's 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 yellow. All right. It's just it's just like crappy mustard. So, you know, when you watch Robin Hood, Will Scarlet was always Someone in a very that. Now, Will Scarlet's red was not the same as the San Francisco red, even though that was Scarlet. He was Will Scarlet, right? You don't remember Robin Hood? No, I don't. Oh, God. It, it says a lot. All right. <laughs> All right. Take care of yourself. Uh, I'll see you. SP Futures up 8. Desi was up 46. Be right back, Mr. Carl Denninger. stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They're located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. Patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body, too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market, along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, and welcome back to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tim Allen. We got Ryan on the board. SP Futures uh, up 850. Nasdaq Futures up 49. Do we have the Professor Carl? <laughs> professor? Well, well yeah. I don't know about that. Well, you, you sound like a professor to us. I mean, you know what the hell? Hey, uh, I have a question well, for I, you. I oh, I was going to ask, ask you a question. Go ahead. Did you watch Putin last night? Um, I did not. One was I was watching the Bulls. <laughs> I should have watched uh, Putin instead. Well, you know, two hour. Sit down with Tucker Carlson. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you you committed your uh, daily act of uh, well, it's not tri- tri- 
Everybody loves to throw that word treason around. Treason is actually the only crime defined in our Constitution. But doesn't it have to happen during wartime? Of course, I guess we're always at war. Well, it, it, it has to be an overt act benefiting a actual enemy of the United States, and it has to be witnessed by two or more people. Well, this is witnessed by a lot of people. Evidently, you're one of them. Well, it was witnessed by an awful lot of people, but but um, last time I checked, asking somebody for their opinion as uh, the leader of another nation, no matter who that person might be or what the nation might be, uh, and then uh, reproducing what they say uh, doesn't exactly count as providing aid and comfort to anybody. Hearing somebody else's side of the story isn't exactly treason in my mind. Well, I, like I said, I mean, you know, why is it that everybody's so worried about uh, listening to somebody talk, right? I mean, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. Um, but there were a few things that were very striking, and, I, and I'll, just, I'll just lay a couple of them out there. And one of them, I think, went over Tucker's head, which, uh, boy, I hope it didn't. I hope he's, uh, he's prepared to wait until he gets out of Russia before he takes the baseball bat out and starts swinging heads, okay? Well, obviously, I mean, you, know, you don't want to do that in a foreign land. When, uh, you, know, you could just disappear. Well, this morning I was hearing about how they thought he was exiting there. Everybody's kind of hoping he'd get out. Well, I don't know. You know, he didn't... Look, he, he asked questions and then he shut up and let Putin talk, which, by the way, uh, doesn't happen in the United States. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Um, so there was a lady, her, her name was Lauren Lister, that used to, to be on RT. Uh, they actually had a bureau in D.C., in Washington. Okay, so if you, and, and I was interviewed there in the bureau. So I've been there, I've met her. Uh, there's a difference in how they do media there. Okay, I used to really enjoy, I mean, people are like, oh, you're on RT today, it's Putin News Network. Well, yes, it is, and uh, CNN is Clinton News Network, so uh, tell me what the difference is, please. Uh, I don't really like either one of those guys. But uh, Lauren used to do the same thing. She'd ask you a question, then she'd shut up and sit there and look pretty while you answered it. Okay. Uh, our media does not do this, as soon, especially if you go anywhere near getting off the stenographer's track that they've already decided is going to, is going to be whatever. Uh, but Putin spent the first 30 minutes giving a fairly detailed background on the land currently known and historically known as Russia. He didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. Um, the one thing he left out of it is that the land currently known as Ukraine, which historically is Russian, that's absolutely true, factually, uh, also has historically, for you know, 2,000 years, been a trade crossroads, and is has, at least for the last 1,000 years, uh, has been full of roughly four factions, all of which would be happy to kill one another if you looked at somebody sideways. So... And, and this is, and that is why, uh, when the Soviet Union was the USSR, they essentially allowed it to be an autonomous zone. It wasn't that they were nice guys; it was that they were ungovernable, and they knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and, well. And, well, I mean, you know, you could you could spend all your cops over here. Well, I mean, that's say, why nobody wanted to, Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia. There were there were groups of people who didn't like each other. 
Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Europe has been full of that for, you know, forever, too. Usually every, you know, 30 or 40 years. Uh, but uh, but it, was, it was fascinating to, to, you know, to hear the history piece of things. By the way, not a teleprompter or even a piece of paper with notes on it to be found in either one of these guys' hands. Okay, that was interesting. You can't, you can't underestimate, even though these people can be really weird, you can't underestimate these people's skill set. Be, be uh, yeah. Don't underestimate a man who has clearly. I mean, he may be an evil sob, but he is clearly extraordinarily intelligent. Without, without a doubt, without uh, a doubt. You're, you're playing with a guy that does have all of his cans in his six pack. Yeah. Um, but then the other th- the dig that he got in towards the end, he started talking about the the multipolar shift in terms of trade balance and and how we pay for things across the world as we engage in international commerce and he he got in this dig about oh well you know inflation is only you know it, it's it's only about three percent which for the in the u.s which for the u.s is, is quite tolerable and, and the administration really doesn't care about that first of all it's not three percent but go on uh, exactly hello yeah. Um, not only is it not three percent, but it was it was this you know the knife went in the back and it got twisted, right? He was very polite about it, but he did it. And the thing that I thought was interesting was Tucker didn't react to it. Now, what exactly did he say when he when he, when he said it's well? Yeah, uh, Tucker. No, I mean, what did Putin say that was? Uh, in oh terms well, that of was that, Well, he pointed out that that um, essentially all of their international trade. Uh, the the vast majority of it up until the Ukraine thing was denominated in dollars. Yep. Dollars was a settlement currency, which of course you know we all know this, right? I mean, this is not a shock. And as I've pointed out, this is why we got away with all the money printing that we've done for as long as we did over the last twenty years. The ex- the expansion of international trade means that you have a buffer that keeps getting bigger, and it's the change, it's not the flow. It's the increase in size that gives you that deficit spending buffer that doesn't show up in your economy as inflation because that money is essentially sequestered for the period of time that it's in flight. And that is and that was the thing I had missed back in the 0607 time frame as to you know where where the game was I, coming from, I'm, right? This is the one thing I, I mean that I procedurally disagree with you a little bit. Um Maybe because I don't understand exactly uh, when you say that the buffer. Because I, I think that the I'm, I'm a little more of a simpleton on this. I I think when they poured the 40 percent of the money, extra money into the system over an 18 month period, it actually was too much for the system to absorb. Well, that's a different. That's that's an entirely. I mean, the the COVID thing is an entirely different game. Well, um, you're, you're okay. There's there's two things going on here. I think that Carl and I are talking about. One is the systematic degradation of the dollar that's been happening since at least 2000. The 8% money supply growth a year with the 3% uh, growth in GDP, real GDP has been an ongoing issue for a real long time and it's been right. and it's been mostly sucked up into the medical community to the point where a lot of people don't really realize it so much because that's on the insurance part. And oh, by, by the way, it's 15, CMS is 15% funded, not a third. Okay, all right. I, 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 I was going to say lower than the third, but I, <laughs> it's so hard to even say that. But then on top of that, you, you pop this 40% of we just did in the COVID piece. Right. So, so the, the fact that the, the Russian people 
government and people. Not you know, not, again, this is not I'm, I'm on their side. They are left holding with dollars that now those dollars are worth forty percent less than they were four years ago. They're not happy about it. The, the Russian the Russian peasant who here nobody cares a crap about. He's probably sitting there in his entire life. He's managed to earn five $100 bills of the U.S. that he actually could count on, and now they're worth three. Right. Oh, no. I, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no question, absolutely no question, that the, the people who, who have, uh, quote, unquote, been holding the bag ain't happy about it. But the people okay. here that have the one percenters that have all the stock and all the assets well, they're, here, they're, well, they're, 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 they're happier than the dreams of avarice. Well, they, they they don't mind the S and P being at five hundred, no, or five thousand. They they could care. You know, I mean, hey, I, you know, the happy days are here but again. The, and, you know, Carl, if you, could, if you could explain um, to everybody because they're probably tired of listening to this. So I went through real quick the other day while well, somebody I was talking to somebody. It was might have been Lou. Uh, if you aren't if you aren't the world's currency, you can't get away with this because in Turkey. In the last whatever five years, or whatever I'm back at, I pulled up three charts: money supply, inflation, and stock market, and they're exactly the same. The money supply is up like seven times, the uh, or twenty times. The inflation has been like a hundred percent a year or more, and the stock market is is going up twenty times or seven. Whatever the number is, they're all the same, which should not, which should not. Anybody who's, who's done any kind of monetary theory in their life realizes that, that that's exactly how it's going to work, right? Well, right, exactly. But see, here's a, but the the reason that we think we could get away with it, it, it this this is the most pernicious part of this, and it's in I think I've related on the show before about ten years ago, uh, I was invited as an adjunct, if you will, to a meeting of Senate staffers. Uh, I wasn't the reason that I, that the meeting occurred, but uh, someone who I used to associate with uh, fairly regularly and was was peripherally politically involved uh, basically added me to the list, and nobody objected. They didn't know you. Well, yeah, they did. They knew who I was. Oh, um, and and these were not actual senators; these were their staff members, their chiefs of staff, and things like this. Okay, you know, I mean, every senator has these people, but you don't get to be a there's a lot of House members that are really stupid. Um, yeah, we could go down the list. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of don't get there in the Senate, right? That that doesn't happen very. It, it, most of the people that are in the Senate, um, I don't know that I. I mean, I can name a few that I have a lot of four-letter words for, but I don't know that stupid would be an appellation I would put on any of those guys and gals. Um, so we we get the time. Uh, we're supposed to get about 15 minutes. We ended up getting 25, which is, you know, I mean, that doesn't frequently happen. Uh, but I laid out the what was at the time, 10 years ago, going out with CMS and the trends. And I said, this, this is just a forward geometric progression. Uh, I've been tracking this since I was a CEO. That was, you know, back in the 1990s. Um, you know we're uh, we're 20 years down the road almost, and uh, oh by the way, this is going to blow up the United States if it isn't stopped. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a genius to figure this out. You just need to be able to sit down and, with a piece of graph paper and plot the numbers out. I said, this is, there's, there's no way this can be continued. When is the Senate going to deal with this? 
The answer is next term, next week, no, next the, month. No, the answer is never because if we do it, we'll lose our jobs. Well, they let it get to that spot, but then... Well, I, well, I understand that, but the, but the problem is, the answer is, we'll lose the next election well, if we do it. Yeah, the, but the two-year, let's go to the two-year part of the rep. We're not we're not doing it till after November, and then we go. Okay, well now we're even a little deeper. But no, well, they never they never intend to do any of it. And, and see, the difference between the representatives and the senators is that uh, that half the representatives don't understand exactly what's going on. All the senators do. But your your population, if if the, the the both of us, as they say in the South Side, we're sitting on CNBC right now instead of talking to each other in Zoom, uh, and we were to say this, the first thing the attractive young lady or guy is going to say okay you've been saying this for five years looks to me like everybody's pretty fat and happy economy's great everybody's got a job what where, where's the proof mortimer and uh i you know i don't want i mean i, I come from the construction side of the world more than when you when, it, when you put computers together that's construction and so forth but i if i see some guys putting the wrong bolt in a bridge and I know <laughs> that that means that bridge is going to last 10 years instead of 100. Uh, and I say something about it. I really don't want the bridge coming down on somebody's head to be proven to be right. Uh, right. But <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not that happen. I mean, there's people who well, probably well, would. Uh, well, Chief, I, you know, that is exactly the point, though, right? I mean, yeah. you could look at this and you, you could say, well, it hasn't collapsed yet. Okay, and, and that works out just fine right up until it does. Well, right? I mean, I'm saying the, 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 the people that have been saying this, who's, who's the guy with the bow tie, uh, kind of a long face, Jim something something, Jim Thorne or Thorne. Or, he's been on CNBC for a decade saying oh, kind, of, kind of the same thing we're saying. Yeah, yeah. They don't even have yeah. him back anymore. It's like it hasn't no, they happened. Have, they, well, they won't invite him on because it hasn't blown up yet. Yeah, it hasn't blown, I mean, it hasn't blown up yet. It's like if, if we take this route to Oregon, we know there's a cliff along the way, and it's pretty foggy, but it sure doesn't look like it's happening today. Let's not worry about it. You know, it's it's kind of as long as we keep going, and it's not there. Maybe it isn't really there. I mean, I, these guys. I mean, that's that's the attitude. It hasn't happened yet, and some of it has. I know, and and you know what? It's. I mean, and and I understand how they got away with it after the crash in 08 because you know, like like I, I've related on the show, I expected that the dollar was going to go in the toilet. When uh, you know when Hanky Panky got his seven hundred billion dollars and, and the policy was codified, okay, is what they were going to do, uh, and that was you know that that basically the DX was going in the tank, and oh by the way that was going to be extremely bad because with our trade imbalance that meant that everything we imported was suddenly going to get rather uh, nasty, right? Well, it well, also, it didn't happen. Well, have you ever seen or read about, seen in your lifetime or read about? When, when people do this to their currency, I mean, I used to read stuff Milton Friedman used to put out back to the 1600s, for God's sake. And, and none of this is new. I mean, as long as, as soon as right. you... So, but the, the trick was, you immediately showed up vis-a-vis another currency. So if you were to even go on CNBC and say, the dollar's been in a, a bleep storm, the, the first thing somebody's going to say is, well, what are you talking about? It's exactly where it was to the euro or the pound... Five years ago, ten years ago, or something, we're pretty close. I mean, I'm not going to say exactly, but that's a that's a, a, a deflection answer. What you and I are talking about, it's not dollar versus 
euro versus yen. It's dollar versus chicken breast. And, right. And virtually nobody gets that connection. It, right, exactly. And, and, and yet that's the one that matters to you. Yes. Because you want to put the chicken breast after you cook it in your mouth. Well, and it certainly matters to somebody who's been using it as a, uh, a storehouse of value overseas because they didn't trust their own currency. But I've never seen anywhere where the, most of the people, not just, you know, we've got the, the, this currency, the worldwide currency, but all this stuff has been orchestrated with the Bank of England, with the Euro Bank. Oh, abso- oh absolutely. And that was, Ed Chief, here's the other thing that was, um, was interesting about that, okay, it was uh, with the interview with Tucker last night. Putin didn't just, you know, go after us. Yeah. He pointed out that it, that Britain was the one that scuttled the the apparent attempt to settle this thing over there. Well, okay, it wasn't the United States that scuttled it. It was Britain that scuttled it. Well, Putin, in terms of the currency part, he has every right to believe, and again, I'm not a Putin fan, he has every right to believe that he's been the ad man out on this. Well, it, it, but you know what? Here's here's the thing. He was, you know, we all were told this was this was this was what we were sold by our people. And, and I'm just talking about the money. I'm not talking about him. no. So am yeah, I. Yeah. I'm just talking about the money here too. Okay, we were sold that these this, this sanctions regime and forcing you know forcing Russia off the dollar basically, which is what we did, right? That doing this, they're, they're not they're not they're still in the SWIFT system, aren't they? No. They're not. I thought they. I thought they still were. No, they were locked out of SWIFT as well. But essentially, right, explain to everybody effect- what SWIFT is. Is where we said. Well, effectively locked out. Okay. I mean, I. You know, they're not. They're not out like Iran, where we. We could. Somebody could no, buy. No, but, but they're pretty close, Chief. And, okay. And the thing is, is that, you know, the trade belt. Pretty much everything that they were doing, was was denominated either in euros or dollars. Because that's who they were trading with. Right, okay, do something here, please. If if you, if you have the answer, not anymore. Not, not anymore now. If not, we'll we'll talk about it Tuesday. Because uh, is Brendan? I don't think is still back on on Tuesday. But what if? Here's the question: Could I buy? A, if I was a distributor, could I buy a case of Russian vodka now? And if so, how I, do I pay for them? No, I don't think you can. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know. I knew we couldn't with Iran. I didn't. Well, I uh, well, I'll tell you what. There's there used to be on the on the United States exchanges a a a ETF run by Vanek that was full of Russian companies. Okay, that you could you could buy as a retail investor. Okay, that got seized. So if you as a retail investor, and I had a very small position in it, just because you know there's international exposure, right? Right. Um. Uh, all that money disappeared. Poof. The U.S. Treasury locked it up, and then uh, ultimately all the brokerages liquidated it for, you know, 15 cents instead of, you know, $15. Right? Where, 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 did, the, where did the rest of the dough go? Good question. But it disappeared out of my account. That's interesting. Now, it wasn't a large amount of money, thank God. But if it's it, ten bucks, I mean, why should you? Why should you get fifteen cents back? Where'd it go? Well, 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 where'd the rest of the money go? Yeah, right, exactly. And, and oh, by the way, who said? So what? Did I just make an involuntary donation to the Treasury of the United States? Um, I guess maybe, maybe right. Um, I don't know who who kept the money, but um, 
as far as I know, those companies aren't gone. They didn't fail. All right, so I, did we, you, we, we'll, we'll, we're going to straighten this out by next week. But we, do you're, you're of the opinion that right now we can't import anything from Russia. But we're getting all the, uh, sure we can, because we're getting all the, uh, what do you call it, all the crap for the batteries from there. Uh, no, the, the crap from the batteries is not coming from Russia. The crap from the batteries is coming from China. I thought all the... Uh, no, lithium is, lithium is from China, and the cobalt, which is the other primary thing, is coming from the Democratic Republic of Congo, which uses forced labor of children to mine it. As long as we don't see it, it's okay. Right. Slavery is perfectly okay as Ab- long as it's not in your face. All right, so all right. here's... All right, so, so, so in, your, in your view... I'm just trying to do this because we're, we're talking over people's heads here. What I'm saying is, okay, it, it, normally, if, if I could buy a case of vodka from Russia, I should be able to wire them Monday or send them a check, and they should be able to, quote, cash it somehow. And you're saying, and they do that through the SWIFT system as the international system for people can send money from country to country, correct? Uh, well, yes, but but that ain't happening And it's not happening. Point. So you're saying they're in, they're in the same bleep list as Iran right now. I didn't think they were quite in the same spot, but now you're saying I'm wrong. I could es- be right. Essentially, yeah, but uh, but what what Putin said was that essentially the trade that is going on, and, and it, it certainly has not crippled their economy, uh, is now taking place in rubles and won. Well, I mean, uh, our, our alleged huge ally, India, is the biggest buyer of this stuff. They're happy as a clam. They're getting everything at a discount. Well, yeah, and, and oh, by the way, China loves it, too, because if, the, you know, the trade, he's, he says, now, I don't know if he's lying, of course, you know, he's a politician, so assume what you went. Uh, you know, he said that essentially 60% of the trade is, is now in rubles and the, the balance is in yuan for all intents and purposes. So, or, so some, or some sort of barter. Well, no, he, he specifically called out yuan. Okay. Okay, so now, gee, how convenient that has been for a, a country that really is. I mean, <laughs> he also pointed out, hey, by the way, you know, we have this absolutely enormous border with these guys called China. And they happen to have a billion and a half people there. Um, he left off the other billion and a half that are, you know, in India that is uh, rather closely connected to China, right? And because they share a large border okay, as well. Okay, but right, uh, we get, we're, let's stick on the money for a second here because I'm thinking while you're talking. And uh, by the way, that's exactly why when these people give these interviews, they never let anybody. Because one day, Maddie Weber on the air, I said something about I don't understand how come these guys give these interviews. He goes, Chief, you don't you don't understand. You're the only person that I've ever done radio for that listens to somebody's answer and formulates a new question based on the answer. Right. Because <laughs> everybody else has their list of ten, and they're not dropping off it because they. Have, they they don't have the they don't have the knowledge or the, or, the, or the ability to formulate a new question along the way. I think that's why you like coming out, basically. And a lot of people do, but because uh, yeah. nobody nobody does that. I mean, uh, but I, here let's stick on the money here for a little bit. Now, if if Russia dumps, um, say China buys, I use the term a gazillion uh, shekels worth of oil and all this other stuff from Russia, and now Russia gets all this wine. Well, where the hell is China getting the wine, and what can you buy with it? I mean, I guess it's not as easy as he says it is. The, the trade is well, going. Well, of course it's not. But here's but here's the thing that is that is important, and that that I think everybody should take from this. We have taken what was a very unipolar, very focused uh, mechanism for twisting people's arm, which is the U.S. dollar. Okay, as a trade settlement currency, as the primary trade settlement currency in the world. 
the euro being the secondary one. Right? That's the next one in line. That's historically how it's always been. Yep. And, you know, since the euro, anyway. The, sort of the Swiss franc, they don't, they're not involved in this crap at all. They're just little, little players now, or what? Well, now they are, yeah. I mean, the Swiss used to be a, you know, CHF used to be a really big deal, right, in yeah. terms of, of stability and things like this. But, you know, I mean, the, the European Union was put together as a, as a currency and customs union, not as a political union. Uh, as an attempt to cu- to add some balance to the table uh, that was formerly very heavily dollar-denominated, and the pound was probably the next one. Well, plus, if okay. you walk down the street in some areas, you had to change currency three times, which is a little weird. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, Europe's a small physical place, right? So you could cross, you know, six borders in a, in a couple of days, and uh, you'd have to change your money every time you did it. So there was, a, a, you know, discounter. Or plus, if you're, dri- if you're driving a truck from Italy up, it was a nightmare. Oh, it was a pain in the butt because, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, you had to change your money every time you wanted to fill the tank up. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there was a lot of logic behind what they did. And, uh, and uh, okay, fine. Um, but now what we have what we've essentially done is we've lost the lever. We've also lost the the seniorage benefit that we got from it. It's gone. It's not coming back. And it, it's never going to come back. And the thing that that you have to take into account when you start when you're looking at what you're going to do fiscally, if you're a member of Congress or you're you know you're within our government, is what is the impact of this, and and how are you going to structure what you do in what is now the world that you created, and they created it. So there you go. It's not it's not an accident. It didn't happen by you know by random chance. It happened because they took these actions. Okay, fine. I'm good with this. But then you have to conform to that, and that's where we're that's where we're not doing this. Okay, we're just ignoring this. We're, as we're, if, we're screwing up the advantage we once had. Well, we've we've decided to, to continue forward using the policies that we had before, even though we believed that we could swing our baseball bat around and break people's noses, not only get away with it. But that it wouldn't have negative impacts on the United well, States, did, and it, we got to go to break. But how? How would you think about it? Maybe during break. How exactly were the Hamas weapons that were used from North Korea? How do you suppose they were paid for? From I mean, and everybody says, "Ah, oh, it was Iranian oil." Okay, but how exactly does that transaction work? Well, the money. Yeah, the money has to flow from somewhere, right? Yes, it's got to got to go someplace. I mean, I, the simpleton might say, and by the way, it could be correct. They show up with. Put a, 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 a tanker of oil, and oh, by the way, they load it up with weapons and drive it back. There's a tanker of machine guns, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we got some room in here for uh, a bunch of machine guns, and, and we're, we're taking it back. I mean, I, I guess that could work. What do you suppose the ratio is for a barrel of oil versus uh, a little one of those little Scud missiles or something? <clears throat> Scud missile, 50 barrels or 20 barrels or what? Well, I think there's, yeah, my suspicion is that, uh, you know, I mean, black market trade and stuff like this, it, even at large scale, is, is at, uh, just think about all the fentanyl that comes into the United States from Chinese precursors. How does that get paid for? Well, uh, Carl, we got to go to break here, but we just had a $15 pop in the S&P, so. I, I some, see that. Some piece of good news came out here somewhere, because um, we got we to go up, every, whatever it is. By the way, when I come back, don't let me forget, um, you ever heard of this com- company, Arm? Oh, Arm Holdings? Yeah. Of course I've heard okay, of it. Okay, well, 
They're they're de- they're in basically everything that's not an Intel or AMD processor right, that's that has ex- a computer in it. Right. Let's explain that after the break because they're just at a, their earnings yesterday and everybody's talking about them. SP Futures up twenty and SP Futures up ninety. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708 403 2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks, jocks, and jocks. stocks, and jocks. You are out of control! Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Ryan on the board. SP Futures up 21 now. NASDAQ Futures 85. Every day, relentless. Uh, money entering the system. We're going to have to find a way to get even longer for our clients because this doesn't look like it's stopping uh, of course if I say that it might be the day we turn down but I don't see it I mean right now this is uh, this is this is I mean we've got met up another 380 why they are I you know I have no idea we've got uh, where where's our favorite my favorite Nvidia it's got to be up somewhere here because um, you know these things are just every every one of the uh, of the uh, the seven Nvidia is up another eight 704 every one of the, the seven Amazon, Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, Meta. I mean, this, these uh, are the. Well, we'll talk about some of these P ratios after I'm done with this. But uh, over in Europe, we've got the uh, uh, DAX up seven flat, FTSE up 10.1 percent. 
and ground down too, flat. So they're not they're not doing much here. Uh, China is entering a uh, a, a closed close time for the lunar holiday. Nikkei was trading up uh, trading as well, up 34.1 percent. So not much, but they are at 34 year highs. Hang Seng they traded. Uh, they're down 131.8 percent, 15,746. So they're not exactly uh, benefiting too much for what the Chinese are trying to do to push the markets up. They're up a little bit, but not much. Um, the U.S. yesterday, top 48, S&P up 2, NASDAQ up 37. That's not enough. We'll have to go up much higher than that today. Uh, bonds, uh, 10 years, down 2 basis points, 4.15. One down 1 basis point, 2.33. Japan up another 3.73, which, you know, it doesn't seem like much, but that's a lot for them. It was like zero forever. Uh, oil. Uh, down 15 cents, 76.07. Still at the higher end there, at that range. Brent down 24 cents, 81.39. Natural gas down 5 cents, 186. Arbob unchanged, 234. Gold down 670, 20.41. Cannot, it's buried in this middle 2000 range. Silver unchanged, 22.63. Copper down 2 cents, 367. We've got Bitcoin up 1900 bucks down. It's 4%. 47,475. Don't worry, Bitcoin's worth a lot. We're not exactly sure how that works out. Uh, U.S. dollar uh, virtually unchanged against the uh, uh, euro at 107.8. Same thing against the pound at 126.3. So not much moving the dollar the last couple days. What do you got for us, Travis Weather Sports? So right now, oh, pardon me. There we are. Uh, right now, no new ad- updates in sports, uh, aside from the Denver Nuggets uh, beating the L.A. Lakers 114 And the Bulls Oh, yeah, the Bulls won, too. The Bulls well, so won, the, too. The trading deadlines this afternoon at 3. We'll see if anybody trades anything. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading about that. I think, uh, what was it, Thursday they were discussing a new point guard. Is that correct? Uh, every, everybody who's got a, a, a feed has got an article out there what everybody should do. That's the world we're in. Mm. Yeah, you know what? You're not wrong, Tom. You're not wrong. Well, Sometimes. I'm not wrong. We all have our moments. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, moving on to weather. Right now, you got a brisk 43 degrees in Chicago with clear skies and a sunny outlook. Honestly, it's pretty nice. I mean, it was foggy on Tuesday, so I'll take this over that any day, Tom. Sunny in 55 in February. I think we will play golf. You know what? By all means. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, high of 57, actually. So, you know, it's only two degrees, but you know what? I'll take it. It's a good day as far as I'm concerned. Uh, right now in Arizona, specifically Phoenix, we got a stark 39 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. However, once the sun gets up there, we're going to get a high of 59. You know, just give it a little time. Sun's on its way. Shouldn't be an issue. Uh, right now, we've got a few slowdowns on the inbound uh, Edens, Kennedy, Stevenson, and Eisenhower. Seeing a little bit of red out there on the radar, but uh, nothing terribly concerning or out of the norm. I'd say about a max of 20 MPH on each one, uh, lower limit that being 15 miles per hour coming in. So just be sure to time things properly, and you'll be good. Back to you, Tom. So, uh, Kyle, here you're moving up here for the weather now. I don't think so. Last couple days, pretty nice. Well, nice couple days, pretty nice here too. Uh, you know, I mean, we now today we're yeah, I wouldn't call it bad, but it's uh, let's see, what do I got? I got 46 on my front porch right now, and uh, but it's cloudy and it'll be kind of drizzly rainy today. We actually probably have some sun the today. Weekend. First time in about yeah, no well, sun. the last several days have been really nice and sunny around here, and it, it, I mean, you know, okay. nice enough. Now I'm. Uh, a little different than a lot of runners. A lot of people are like, you know, that I like it colder as long as there's no ice on the road, right? Yep. 
Um, my thing is, is that I, I have like this band from about 55 to 60 on into when it gets too warm that, that I think is fine. Short of that, if it's going to be like it is today and I want to run, I'm going to go use the treadmill down in my home gym because I just won't deal with it. But a lot of, but for a lot of people, this would be considered a, a nearly perfect running weather. I actually I, don't. When I was, uh, did some running, I, one night, of course, you have to be have a perfect night because it was, uh, maybe a two mile an hour wind. You can't do it if it's windy. It was like, it was like zero. And I went to Grant Park or Lincoln Park. And I was, I think I was, there was a couple other people there, but starry night, it was gorgeous. I was smart enough to park at the one end where you, you start out running into the wind, right? So you turn right. around, and I did like four and a half miles, and it was just, I just got to the car when the sweat made it, made it, you know, when the, when the wind started to get through the, to where I was right. sweated up. Started to get a little yeah. cold. It was just it was yeah. just perfect. I hopped in, turned the heater on, <laughs> went home, showered up, went to the bar. It was a nice night. It was, it was gorgeous yeah, out there. Talk about peaceful. Anyway, uh, we've got, we're talking about some of these PE ratios on some of these stocks. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, I don't. I've never been somebody who invested by that, saying, oh, man, that stock's P ratio too high, don't buy it. Because, you know, if, if a company is a growing company, their P ratio should be high. I mean, every next quarter should be better than, than the next. But we're talking, one thing I always zeroed in on, oh, Carl, is, is, is uh, revenue per share. Because that way. Chief, price to sales is not, is, is not stupid to pay yeah. attention to, though. But because I, yeah. I, I remember in 2000, when it got over 10. Cisco and Oracle, that's when, you know, there was a lot of other reasons why they were pumped up and the collapse occurred, but that seemed to be a number that was pretty darn high. Well, I'm seeing oh, a we lot got of these, a bunch of them that are there yeah, now. We're not a lot, yeah. yeah, but these are not, these are big, mature companies. Right. But I'm, I'm looking at this this arm. I didn't know that much about these guys. They post earnings pop, leave stock trading at over 100% premium to NVIDIA. Now, I'm looking here at the NVIDIA uh, PE ratio is now. Uh, the average over the last ten years, and we're talking about a you know a company that's been around a while, is forty nine. The current ratio is ninety two. Right. So it's eighty seven percent above its historical average. And usually, when companies get older, you know, and they get more predictable, the PE ratio sort of drops. Well, the over the past ten years, Nvidia's PE ratio was at its highest in April twenty twenty three, when the quarter at one forty three, when the stock was two seventy seven. The earnings per share was a dollar ninety four. Well, now the stock is—it's over seven hundred, and it's almost the same PE for God's sake. Uh, well, no, one forty three is not the same as is ninety one, but um, but, but, now, but, but that's even more stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's even more. But now these other guys, this arm, evidently is double that. I mean, are, are they Mister Mister Growing Company now? Or uh, no, all right. So arm holdings, right? So if you've got a cell phone and it's not fruity. You're not a fruit person. Not an apple. Right, because fruit uses its own processors. Uh, their, their A-series is their own design. Um, pretty much every other CPU out there uh, in those devices is made by ARM Holdings, the core of it, the, core, the, the Cortex processor series. Uh, you know, different manufacturers, but they're, it's, it's them. Um, if you have a Raspberry Pi, it's got an ARM processor in it. If you've got uh, an awful lot of embedded devices uh, that, uh, you know, I mean, your microwave oven may have one in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're all over the place. and uh, But the reason that, that ARM 
so years years ago, the the primary difference between them and the, the Intel and AMD is is that uh, they they were the ones that got into the Qualcomm uh, the, the chip, you know, everything on one chip thing that made the phones uh, so reasonable in terms of being able to get all that stuff in the you know in that little box, right? Because that's always the question with with smaller devices with the dedicated you know things for whatever purpose, is that you got to fit all the stuff in the little the little space that you have and uh you know plug-in boards are not a factor like you have in a pc on your desk uh, so all of this you know all this matters um but it, look who who among us doesn't believe at this point that the cell phone market is essentially saturated well it's, well yeah it's got to be well i mean yeah. it, you know certainly you know it, i mean i've i've had in the last few years, I've had one. I, I'm, uh, you know, the battery gets kind of old. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Google is willing to give me two hundred dollars to send them my old Pixel off the price of the new one. And oh, by the way, it's Christmas, which means that they'll also, you know, take thirty percent off the price. So you know, for a couple hundred bucks, I can have the new one, right? And uh, and and by the way, that's without doing all this BS that the carriers do with you know their contracts and oh, yo, have a new phone, but pay you know three hundred dollars a month for your cell service. It's without any of that nonsense because I refuse to play that game with the carriers. I I buy my device, I pay for it, and then you know that way I can take it wherever I want without contracts and such. Uh, but it, 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 am I ever going to actually have two? cell phones that I use at one time. Well, no. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Well, I, you know what? Uh, there there was a time when, you know, that might have been something. If I was running a company today, I probably would, right? I'd have one for my work and one for my personal. Although, uh, used to be that you could have dual SIM, and actually the, the Pixel that I have has the ability to do that, so I could actually have two lines on this device that are completely separate. Uh, one's an electronic sim, but it'll, it'll take a card and an electronic one. So, I, so I mean, I could do that. I could have you know a completely separate account and separate service, but, but one one box in my pocket. Actually, uh, I sort of lied because I have another phone, but I, it is a. I bought a, a it's like sixty bucks. I bought a, a little flip. Well, yeah, but see, that's a different situation. What I mean, I, I take it so if I if I go out walking or something. It drops right in your pocket. The thing lasts like a week before I recharge it. it oh, I got, oh, I got my mother one of those when she yeah. when she started to get feeble because I was concerned. Hey, 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 hey. Well, I, you know, this is I, I didn't get a jitterbug. I got <laughs> no, but I'm saying, you know, my concern was that she, you know, if she fell, yeah, I get it. Okay, and she had a phone on the wall, she might not be able to get to it. You know, one of the and I, I probably should never say this on the air. People think I'm an absolute moron. One of the real reasons why I want it. <clears throat> Well, I actually have it in my in my bag, so if I ever lose or somebody stole this one or I got mugged, I could call 911 with the other one. But also, if I ever lost this one, I could call myself if I know where the hell it is. Well, yeah, there's that, too. How dumb is that to anticipate you losing your phone so you can call it with the other phone? Well, as long as I'm not too far away from it, I, I have a Garmin smartwatch on, and I can push oh, a button okay. that says, find right. my phone, and the phone starts going crazy because it's got an app on it. Oh, right? all right, it's okay. See, I'm, I'm, that's way above my pay grade. But well, you know, it's just kind of where it is. But uh, no, but ARM Holdings is is essentially they're the they're the non Intel. T- so there's there's two instruction sets, if you will, 
in general purpose computing today. One of them is ARM's instruction set, and the other one is Intel's instruction set. So AMD, which also makes processors that are compatible with Intel's, uh, that's it's actually AMD's instruction set these days because they were the ones that that extended the the instructions uh, to do a, a lot of the the virtual memory stuff before Intel did. They actually were in front of Intel on that. So you have Intel, and then most of them, uh, the project that they they currently are on is called Ryzen. Uh, and a lot of the gamers like those because they are a little bit faster for a little bit less money. And when you're after the very last bit of performance you can get for the dollar, well, you know, okay, uh, you know. <laughs> so I mean, if you look at AMD's stock price, they they are they've been on a tear uh, a tear as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, but they're um, you know now they they got whacked a little bit just in the last few days, but uh, but the key being a little bit. All right. I mean, if you look at a longer-term chart, my God, they're you know, yeah, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're flying. Um, so you know, ARM, ARM is uh, you know they come out with their uh, you know their thing, and now the interesting thing is is that they're that's a relatively new listing, and I I'd have to go back and look because they were they were under something else, but they're again this is an ADR. Okay, because ARM, I mean, you know, if you look at like where all the Qualcomm stuff, all the stuff came out of China originally. Okay. Okay. So well, my, yeah, so well, so my question is, I'm leading to is that um, we see these people with this PE, and I'm not just talking about these guys. I'm talking about I've been talking about Costco now for two, three weeks. Oh yeah. And I and I, you know, like I said, I'm a member. I've never had any bad with Costco. Boy, the people love to work there. I mean, whatever. Um, they're, they're pushing 50 times earnings, or actually they might be over it now. It's a freaking retailer. I mean, I know. I guess my question is, whenever, unlike most, maybe not most, but some investors who, if they buy Casco, they're a genius, and they don't even realize that somebody sold it to them, he must be an idiot. And I always assume that maybe, maybe, the guy who is on the other side of my trade might know more than me. I know that's... Nobody's ever supposed to think that way, but if you've been a trader... Well, it's certainly possible, right? If you've been a trader for 20 years on the floor, you you immediately know that the guy who comes in there and initiates a trade surely thinks he knows more than you do. And most of the time, maybe they do. you know. But my, my point is, these things are ridiculously high under any sort of metric. You know, when you're talking about a retailer 50 times, either they're going to be one of five retailers standing 10 years from now, or what I sense is a little bit of push by the Federal Reserve to not worry about uh, inflation this year, whether it's 3 or 4%. They don't seem to care, which really means 6 to 8 because it's got to be double what they think. By the way, did you hear Yellen? No, no. Oh. Well, let me finish this and then tell me that. Cause yeah, that yeah, then I'll tell you. Uh, but do, do the real people know, and I say the real people that got their, their head in, you know, their ear in the White House door, are they going to do like a... 20-30% increase in this money supply before this election to where all these stocks are going to be 30 times 30% uh, higher than they are now and I'm, and I'm an idiot looking at valuation I mean, I mean we had the same conversation with Dan yesterday he said you got to buy the Russell because they're not they're not catching up and I said Dan maybe they're never going to catch up that we're going to we're going to have you know these 50 big companies or 25 and they're all going to be gone I mean I, I don't know. Somebody's seeing something here that I'm not, I guess is my question. I, I don't know, Chief. The Russell was up 50 points yesterday. Okay, but I'm saying the IWM is down <laughs> in a year. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Right? I, I, no, no, I know. The IWM has, has certainly underperformed. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. So yesterday, Yellen was asked directly um, about in, in a congressional hearing about the, the inflation situation. And she basically said, forget about prices coming down, uh, but it doesn't matter because wages are going up. They're, they're more, well, they, they, they have a rose-colored glasses over their face. Well, let me tell you, that's, it, all right, but this, but this tells you what the administration's policy is. Okay? Yes. I mean, you, you can disagree with that. You can say that she's a lunatic, and, and she is. My opinion is that she's nuts. She uh, made $7.5 million between jobs. She's not nuts. Uh, well, okay, she's good at stealing. Yeah, and, crooked, and maybe, getting but not away. nuts. Yeah, she's good at getting away with it, right? But, um, and, and I, I could go in a, a yeah. hour-long rant on that, but I won't. Why, why are, before, you, before you don't, why is it that the American people, and not just her, the people that we put in office, our, our paid help, for lack of a better term, uh, how can somebody go get was was it seven and a half or six and a half? It was a lot in speaking engagements from the people that she was supposed to have regu- supposed to be regulated, supposed to have supposed to have regulated, and right. then, and then knowing that she did that, we put her back in a spot where she's supposed to regulate them again. What collectively could we be this stupid? Or well, this you'd you'd think that something like that would would get you ten in the gray bar motel. Well, uh, okay. I, I, you know, or at least expelled from any yeah. any anything future. Position. Yeah. yeah. You absolutely, yeah. yeah, but but of course not. No, no. This is, but this is the basic. This is why I say we we have inculcated into our Congress and into our governance the concept that you can get away with this sort of thing forever, without limit, and that mathematics are irrelevant and the exponential function has been has been vanquished by the stroke of a pen, a sword, or whatever. Uh, and, and there shall be no reckoning for this, and therefore buy stocks or buy, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, and, uh, Chief, I got to tell you, I don't think we get, <laughs> I don't think we get through the year, all right, without this blowing up in our face, and that there is absolutely no rectitude at all coming from anybody on either side of the aisle. Is well, a huge part Carly, of why it's, it's going to be that bad. What did they say? The the, the Daffy, what's her name? The the counselor Troy's kind of Daffy mother and and uh, Star Trek next center. She said the, the greater equals the lesser or something like that. Was her was her, her favorite line or the, the greater something something greater and the lesser together? You look at the if if you're a citizen of Chicago and you when you work downtown. And you buy breakfast and lunch, maybe, and dinner, and maybe a cocktail every two. Not that anybody would do that. We don't. We don't even realize. I mean, it might be a one out of a hundred. They realize every time you buy that drink, you're paying was it point two five percent or something to the op- operation that, that funds Sox Park. Okay, so they've been there. I'm going to say 25, 20, 25 years, something along those lines. The the place was built. They pay. If they, if they don't draw a million people, I don't think they pay anything. But last year they paid like a million and a half dollars in rent. Some, right. Somehow or another, we, uh, we the population, I think has refinanced it or something. They still owe a bunch of money on the thing. That was supposed yeah. to be paid off by now, but it's not. So they owe a bunch of money. 
And the people who have the security contract, have the video contract, the hot dog contract, I'm sure they all did exceptionally well over this period of time. And now instead of saying, these people have been paying me, every time I get a sandwich downtown, I pay for the stadium. I don't, I don't go there. I mean, most of the people here don't. If, if you were to give everybody a, a complete accounting of this place for the last 25 years, most people would say, we're never doing that again. Now they've decided they want to build one between there and the in downtown, and everybody's all over it. Yeah. Oh, I know, and uh, you know, and look, I just I just look at the contrast with what's going on, the things you're seeing in the market, the things you're seeing out of Congress. Okay, and then this last night you had, you know, yesterday afternoon the the report on Biden's classified documents. Hit the hit the wire. Yeah, Kevin was okay. saying it basically said he was too feeble to take to do the trial or something. Well, like it, it, yeah, essentially what it what it said is that it was a he willfully retained the material, he willfully disclosed material to unclear journalists on purpose. He did it on purpose. It wasn't it wasn't you know here's a piece of paper and you know somebody saw a fleeting glimpse of it. He actually gave material to people on purpose intentionally. But we don't believe we could prosecute him, and we wouldn't even we wouldn't try it even if he wasn't president, because you know there's a doctrine that says you can't charge him until after he leaves office, which is you know another piece of DOJ nonsense. But but it is what it is. And he said we wouldn't even charge him if he wasn't in office, and the reason is is that we we don't think we could get him convicted because his memory's so bad he doesn't even know what year his son died. Yeah, well, it's, uh... Okay, well then, okay, so then Biden gets up and does a presser, and, and you know, angry face comes out, my mental capacity is blah, 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 and then not five minutes later in the same presser, he, he literally says that Mexico has a border with Gaza. Um, a little far, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you, if you start grilling me about who's got borders where in Africa, I'd, I'd be a, do- a stupido on that, I- well, I, uh, yeah. but but seriously, I know. Mexico has yeah. All right, I mean, come on. And I, so, here's the guy that's claiming his wits are perfectly about him. He knows oh, he's, know. going to, he's the leader of the French. Okay, yeah, pull the other one, buddy. Oh, but I I, but the thing is, is that we this is the this is not just about the president of the United States. Okay, and I mean, you know, you get who's, who's ever on. really in charge. Charge Carl is happy with. Whatever this guy was all, doing. All, all yeah. I'm saying, Chief, is if you want to know why why things are trading at a P of 100, okay, and the kind of clown car nonsense that's going on in the government with the explicit intent of making sure that everybody feels fat, dumb, and happy because their 401k balance is going up, yep. you just got the poster child for it last night in that press conference. Oh, I, 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 without a doubt. I don't, I don't see I don't, this whole... The, the interesting part is why... Why do people put up with it? I think that we've got people in so much debt they can't even think about it or something. Well, I, you know what? This, this always goes further than you think it will. It certainly did in 06 and 07. Yeah. And it certainly did in 1999. You know, I, got, I sold my company in 98. Then in 99, I heard everybody well, you, telling you, me how stupid I was that I didn't own Cisco. We, we, uh, I told you, well, I'll tell you about it on Tuesday morning. My, my repair strategy talked to the people on Cisco when it dropped from 60, 65 to 6, and I go, I don't think I have a strategy for that one. 
<laughs> well, I, I knew several people that got wiped out by that. It, 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 I mean, like completely. There was gone. a guy. I think he was a. He was from Canton, Ohio, Akron, Ohio. He was one of the biggest and most successful money managers in the country, and he must have got into Cisco very early on. And he, and he essentially overweighted Cisco for however many years, and every year he kicked the market's ass. Uh, I think he was from Akron. And he, when it got up to 60, 65, he never bought a put, never sold a call, never sold a share. He did, as they say in the trading floor, the complete U-turn. Yep. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how anybody could even consider doing that. Anyway, I think we'll have you back on Tuesday, bud, early. Uh, SBP, yeah, I, I, I have an interesting anecdote to share with you with, uh, on Tuesday. That's that's entirely market related, and I, and it's it's kind of like the shoe, the old shoe sign, okay. um, you know, indicator. Well, right? yeah, the only part with that about, was, chief. It's roughly that. Okay, and it just happened the other day to with okay. Peter well, Pump, so well the uh, I, I'm going to say the, the he's talking about the, the story in the the crash of '29 was when Rockefeller. Heard the shoe shine boy say, I'm, "I'm in the market" or something like that. That he knew it was time to get out. Well, I'm going to say that may be true, Carl, but only seven percent of the population at that time owned a share. And if a shoe shine boy owned a share, he was a shoe shine boy in Grand Central Station. He wasn't. He wasn't in your neighborhood, right? Yeah, but this was the shoe shine boy that has a three X Nasdaq holding. Oh, there, you, there you go. As we finish up ten, as we up fifty-seven, back on Monday, stocks and jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. And that's all, folks.